Right now you feel like this neglected grapevine. You appear dead outside with no motivation to go on and are ready to give up. Give up on hope, life, and your self-worth. You've been kept in toxic soil with bugs eating at your roots by someone who is a parasite. But there is a tiny glimpse of hope. And when you choose to remove yourself from the toxic soil and plant yourself in sunlight and fertile soil, watering and feeding yourself through self-worth practices every day, you start to sprout a leaf and then another and then another. And then all of a sudden, you've transformed into a fruit-bearing grapevine, providing sustenance to others. And this is the mission of this podcast, is to bring you education, inspiration, and empowerment through relatable conversations, empowering information, and self-care and self-healing practices. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast. Today's podcast is a conversation with Amber Legato. I met her through a connection on Instagram at Narcabuse TV. And he mentioned her um, because she had gone live with him on his Instagram. And so I connected with her and we're like instant buddies. We totally click. We have very similar, we have different parents altogether, experiences of our parents. However, we have similar background with Christianity and the extreme Christianity uh, gaslighting and empowering more authoritarian type of mind control or mind maneuvers. And so we're always talking and chatting and just truly connecting. So today's conversation really is girl talk over some tea and just reconnecting, checking in to see where we're at with each other and to share some wisdom, which she's always a wealth of information. As a 6-2 manifesting generator, she is the role model. She's also the hermit who is constantly reflecting and constantly just her talking and being is such a powerful role model for all of us to know that as an adult child and as a child of a narcissist parent, you can survive, you can go no contact and you can thrive. It's a long journey, and like she says, it's day by day, but you, it's possible. So I love her. So I, I know you're going to love her as well. So let's get into the conversation. Have you seen let's, Star Wars? Yeah. I'm making the Ray look. You totally right have now. the Ray look right there. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. Oh, how are you doing, Amber? So good to see you. Good to see you, too. I'm doing really good. Um, every day is a new day, every day is a new challenge, mm-hmm. and it's a journey, right? We're all on a journey. <laughs> Absolutely. And especially us, us healing on the journey. I'm yes. good. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Yes. I had a bit of a strange moment today, um, just encountering, uh, facing essentially death. My grandma's 90 and she's nearing it was just very contemplative pensive day like yeah what do I want my relationships to be like when I have to take on that role as the caregiver of a parent or maybe I'm not maybe I'm the one like not caregiving how is all of that gonna work out absolutely I think this is like 
the time that we all start really reflecting about these topics in our lives. Like I know personally, like I've had very similar thoughts just to death in general, like having a child who's about to be five and the world being where it is, like we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow and thinking about it is terrifying. It's really scary. And then I I just got Eddie registered for kindergarten this next school year. Mm-hmm. Um, never put her in school. And I was dead set on not ever putting her in school. Oh, really? Each of these love is the highest of all virtues. I love that. And never regret your mistakes. Admire the courage it took to attempt the unknown. That's so key. Oh, my it's gosh. Perfect. Like, that's perfect. Yeah. That's what we're always <laughs> talking about, like, embracing our past the unknown. And the unknown and even yeah. like your mistakes they form our lessons absolutely so um i was not wanting to put addy into school because mm-hmm. i'm terrified of the system we're a part of right now i'm terrified of you know what she could learn or what she could bring home or you know putting her into a place where i have no control and that's a part of the unknown is not feeling trust about where your child goes or what environment they're in or what could happen to them for the day. And that's crazy, right? Like how terrifying it can be when you really soak in the fear. And I've been attending ACA meetings. I just attended my eighth row or eighth week in a row. Consecutive what does that stand weeks. for, ACA? ACA is Adult Children of Alcoholics and Dysfunctional Families. It is a branch of the AA meetings with the 12-step program, but it is tweaked to children of homes of alcoholics and dysfunctional families. So I made a friend on Instagram a while back, the Spiritual Samurai. They are a friend of mine, and they sent me some books to read after I read the How to Do the Work by the Holistic Psychologist, um, Dr. Nicole LaPera. Amazing, amazing person. Triggered all of my healing. (laughs) (laughs) So my friend sent me some books, and the second one I read was Healing the Inner Child. I think that's what it's called. Or it's called The Inner Child, Healing, Healing the Inner Child. It's by a, a person who is a part of the findings of AA and the other groups that joined afterwards. So mm-hmm. for, for anyone that's watching this or listening and, and doesn't know what those are, there's AA is the birth, the, the founder of all of the healing of alcoholism and addicts, and it has widely opened to addiction in general. So there's CODA, which is codependent meetings, like recovery for people who are codependent. There's, um, I think it's called... I'm not sure. It's like sex and love addiction. Uh So there's meetings and recovery for people who are addicted to sex and love. There's Overeating Anonymous, OA. There is also Al-Anon. I think Al-Anon has the second most knowledge, like people know of it the most next to AA. And it's for the family members and people who are directly affected in relationships with people who are addicted to alcohol or Mm -hmm. addicted to other things. And so... This book talks about all of them and the purpose behind them. And this person who wrote the book, they talk about how they truly believe that when you're going through something traumatic, when you have been raised in an addictive environment of some sort, whether they're workaholics, whether they're pill poppers, whatever, whatever that (laughs) existence is in their life of addiction, this person believes that the only way to overcome that 
uh, trauma in our lives is through a 12 step program, the 12 traditions and through fellowship and through a spiritual connection with a higher power. So you learn that in ACA as well. So I started going to ACA meetings and in the process, I've learned that as an adult child, I have fear of authority. I have a fear of authority and government and the systems and police officers and anyone of a hierarchy above me. That explains why I've had over 25 jobs and I'm only 32. Like, that's a huge, like, admitted vulnerability that is a part of being an adult child. And so I started to face the fact that I don't have a nanny. I don't have a regular babysitter. I don't have the village or the tribe to lean on for support with my single motherhood because there's so much trauma around me in all of those relationships that I don't trust anyone with my child right now. I barely trust myself with my child right now. (laughs) So school was a hard topic for me. So I started doing some research and I started really leaning on my intuition. And so one thing that I know that my daughter struggles with is behavior because I struggle with my behavior. And so that's something we share together and she's not even five. She'll be five in April. Mm So. I wanted a school that was good with behavior. That's something that's important to me. And the county that I live in, the website offers ratings of the schools. And you can see how the school is rated for those particular things. And the school that's not in my neighborhood, but like across the street has amazing ratings across the board, higher in behavior than any other school around this county. And so um, I showed that I was interested. I like emailed the secretary of the school, kind of got in contact and was hoping for a tour, but instead got invited to a Google Meets with the principal and the two kindergarten teachers this this next year. And I can't tell you enough how comfortable and safe that I felt putting my child in these people's care. And it was like, I'm, she's going to go here this next year. I'm going to get a break. My child is going to full-time school (laughs) and this works. Like I like this for now. And I think that's something that we are changing in our generation is that we're recognizing that we can make decisions for now because this is what's good for us right now. And we expect that it could change. Things could be different. I might not want her to go there for first grade. Who cares? Like, I'm not there right now. I'm here right now. And for now, this is the right move, the right step. So it's been fun, like kind of gauging like intuition and just uh, intuitively deciding things. It's been good. I had a thought. <laughs> um, let me think of my thought I had when you were talking about it's that. Okay. Oh, I, I was just affirming that in the journey, it is a day by day process. You can't commit Absolutely. to the full, you know, 12 years of school, you have to go year by year, day by day, moment by moment, because that's how you just continue to heal and breathe. Right. And like you were talking about even nap time, it triggers your PTSD. And I, I relate to that. Like when they have big emotions, I would get the same big emotions and everything would trigger in me. Yeah. That moment by moment. My, my dad was so about, you know, being bigger than me and showing me that he was the boss and he was in charge. And that's actually an adult child symptom. We need so deeply to feel independent and in control of what's going on that like we fight people for that control just so we can feel safe in ourselves. And I recognize that that's something my dad did was try to control me and my two younger sisters in a way to try to control his feelings and his emotions. That's how he coped was with the need to control others. And it became a narcissistic trait for him. Mm -hmm. But now I'm fighting that in me. 
-hmm. And it's not easy to have those big emotions. Like I have to constantly apologize to my child and let her know what mommy did is not okay. And mommy's working on it. Mommy goes to these meetings every week so that she can be a better mom. And as you're facing these things, they do come up and you do get more triggered. And it is a lot heavier to carry those things. And the whole purpose of the journey is learning to let go of them and to not hold so tightly gripped onto the things and the ways that we've learned in our life. Our childhood survivor mode. We're letting go of it. It's crazy. <laughs> totally. And what's happening is that you are recognizing in that moment. Yeah. Or like right after and you're apologizing and that that's key to healing and evolving. And then one day you'll find yourself only having to apologize once a month. And then one day you'll find yourself only having to apologize twice a year, you know, day by day. You're doing amazing work. It's hard hard being an adult child because we're really super critical on ourselves. We're extremely self like conscious constantly and being in that mode of like, oh, I have to apologize. Like you get over the guilty feeling and then you start shaming yourself that you're always apologizing, you know, at first, because it's just a constant, like, oh, I want to get rid of this. I'm sorry. I'm this. Why am I this way? And I have another book that my friend sent me and it's about the difference between shame and guilt. And it's, it's a book about shame and how shame is about feeling like you're a bad person versus guilt is about something that you did. And that's wild. Like when you really start taking inventory of how, you know, you're a person that is reflective over your parents at first. When you start really facing these things, when you start really going through it, you're like, wow, I'm really holding somebody in the meeting this last week. And I, I'm not sharing it as like a telling their story, but the way they use this terminology, what they said was, my parents are living in my mind rent free and I'm working really hard on evicting them. <laughs> and taking over my space and making it my own. And that resonated so deeply because they are. They are living in my head right free. It's why I dream about them still constantly. It's why I'm constantly fighting with a version of them in my mind that is nagging at me all the time. And my daughter, she says the things that break my heart every time we go through these things. She told me that she would run away and go to Nana and Pop's house. And that's crushing because Nana and Pop's house, when they were mom and dad's house, was not a safe place for me. Mm-hmm. And it hurts when your kids think that that could be the safest place for them. <laughs> like, yeah. you're just like, wow, that just like broke my heart into a million pieces. But I know that she doesn't know what she's saying. I know that that's very reflective of the reality that I'm living in right now. And it's changing. It's forever changing. And they're meant to break our hearts. We're meant to be broken, to be remolded. We're meant to to pick out the pieces to say, ooh, I don't want that anymore. I'm getting rid of that. And to to form new things in the places that are open and and wounded. You know, that's that's the healing journey. That's what we're going through. We're healing one day at a time. (laughs) One day at a time. Yeah. I... I honestly can heart-wrenchingly relate. While I was going through the stages where you're at, I would mm-hmm. lose my temper. I would just get so upset. And my little one, she's a fighter, and she would say the same thing. She would she would say, not to Nana and Papa's, but she would say, like, I'm just going to run away. And I inside, I'd be, like, panicking. Cause I'm like, that's the last thing I want to make my child feel. So it's like at the same time, you're trying to be the adult for yourself, the adult for your children, you're healing, you're getting over all this like emotional 
crap inside of you. And I just had yeah. to keep breathing. I had to keep doing. For me personally, it was EFT tapping was huge. I don't know if you found that. Yeah. Yet. yeah. I keep forgetting it, but yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I like, keep remembering Once, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm reminding you to do it daily because Thank seriously, <laughs> like my temper dispelled and then it disappeared. And then now my children are like, I'm so grateful that you're like the best mama ever. And they wouldn't say that before. Truly, honestly, they were, you know. The and I feel like we're like, kind of right, going right. back and forth. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going back and forth between those days where she loves me deeply and cares about me deeply. And I'm, I know yeah. I'm doing a good job. I yeah. know I'm doing the work I'm supposed to be yeah. doing. And I know I'm going to have really bad days. And I'm going to feel guilty for them. And but not that's a part of the process. Yeah, It's okay to feel those feelings of shame and guilt. Yeah. And it's okay to feel praise for yourself in moments when it feels selfish to be praiseworthy of knowing you're doing a good job. Like, yeah, I love yeah, that it says totally. get it girl back there because it's so true. Get it girl. Like that is, that is the dream is to get it and to, to do it, do all the things that you know you want to be and do and have. Yeah. It's totally. great. It's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing it. You're doing good. And I want to reiterate to everyone who's listening and watching is that if you're feeling the same thing, like you're like Amber's saying is like don't be so hard on yourself and find the places where you can praise yourself because you are literally erasing ancestral conditioning you know like your parents continue to do it because they didn't erase it from their parents and their parents before and yes eventually they don't even know they don't even know and for you to be aware to be aware Mm -hmm. and to feel guilty and go okay i'm gonna do it differently next time or I'm going to do this exercise and this practice and go to this class like you are being dedicated, it will break. You will finally feel free. Right now, you're like picking at it with your pick, you know, you're a little, you're picking at the lock of the ancestor patterns with your yes. body pen, you know, and you're working and you're working and you're working. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's like Groundhog Day. There's a movie called Edge of Tomorrow that always sits with me in this idea of how life is and how it's a battle every single day. And sometimes it's the same battle every single day. And sometimes you feel like you start from scratch all the time. And Edge of Tomorrow, it has um, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. And it's just this idea that they go to war, but they go to the same exact spot war every single day it happens over and over and over again until they shift things in the direction that they're heading with the information they learned from the last time that they end up stopping the war by getting to the bottom of it but they only have the same amount of time every single day it's and like it's, an escape room but like how do you figure out yeah. how to stop it yeah yeah exactly and uh, it, it's literally groundhog day and that's yeah. kind of what we're living in but we keep shifting and we keep altering pieces of our reality, pieces of who we are, of who we want to be, of who we don't want to be. And we we repeat the cycle over and over and over. And I, I astrologically, I truly believe it has a lot to do with our Chiron. Chiron is in a spiritual hurt that naturally attracts the same thing every time it comes around mm-hmm. in our chart. And, and we have to face it every single time. And we're like, I, I love this. Why am I like this? it's because you chose this time and place to be here and I've had this really amazing revelation of universes okay this is blowing my mind 
every single day. This is this is who I am. This is what I want to share with the world. This is what I would share. I know we talked about this, like of what this conversation would be about. And, and it was supposed to be about like what I would tell to my younger self. Mm-hmm. I think I knew this at some point in my younger self, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it the way that I know it now. So I grew up Christian. I grew up in a religious background. Um, I don't believe in it the way that I did when I was there, but Mm -hmm. I still very deeply believe there's so much wisdom to be spread from the Bible that we're missing because those who have ears can hear it. Those who have eyes can see it. And, And it's, it's what you see and how you hear it. Like it's, it's what you choose, how you choose to perceive things of how you absorb it. And this makes yeah. so much sense to me yeah. on a scientific level. Cause I'm, I'm a big science nerd now, even though I used to be like, those science people, they're so, they just don't care. They have no feelings. They're not empathetic, <laughs> all the things. But I think when we mix it all together, it just makes a lot of sense. So yeah, we have this thing in science with mitosis where things split. And they constantly keep making new things. And when you look at everything in reality, it makes sense that everything in reality is a reflection of that mitosis. So I just recently finished the Star Wars movies. And I think it was in The Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Rey sits down at a mirror and she has this clear meditated look at herself where she's a thousand of her in a line down the mirror Mm -hmm. and she swaps herself from each perception all the way to the end and if anybody watches that and gets confused that's what's happening she's switching from the beginning to the middle to the end through the mirror but it's like the perception is so wacky and so weird like you would only have this perception if you were on mushrooms to be completely honest or something Like, it's really hard for us to come out of our reality um, that we're living in into this kind of perspective. But this is kind of what time is in a relative sense. It's the past, the present, and the future all on the same exact scale happening together. And I started recognizing that when God said, let there be light, Mm -hmm. all the stars out there in in this universe are suns. So what if there was a first sun and it echoed? in time and space the same way that ray echoes through the mirror suns just exploded constantly reappearing right so then our sun is obviously not the first sun there were many suns before us our sun is just our sun it's our solar system it's the one we belong to and now we're coming into this place in time where people are tapping into other beings of sorts you know we've got the um Lyrians, I think. There are the Palladians, there's the angelic realm, but there's just like so many like that we're tapping into of other beings. So what if those beings are essences or energetic presences from suns before us and they have risen into a timeline where they're able to connect deep into source energy where they can contact us now with their wisdom and intelligence that they've been around much longer than we have. And if you think about it on a, on a human scale, you know, babies, they don't have any information compared to, you know, people in their elderly times. They have so much more okay. information and memories to hold on to, to pass on to the young ones. So we're kind of like babies in the galaxy, if you will. And everything in the universe reflects mitosis, including the law of attraction, including thoughts and feelings and emotions. 
So we are just an echo of that which has happened before us. And that's why as adult children, we are our parents until we choose to be otherwise. That's what we are learning is that God gave us a choice on who we want to be and how we want to present ourselves. And what we choose recreates itself. And sometimes we choose negative aspects, but the word negative is just a word we created to describe us that we all relate to. And positive is the same thing, but the reality of God loves source the universe is creation just is, and it's beautiful. God created and saw that it was good. And that's it. That's the end of it. it it's all good. We just have created these really miraculous and meticulous thought cycles that are universes of their own. Everything is a universe. Every single thing is a constant echo in time and space reality of itself. And it, it's such a reality like shifter when you start thinking on that scale of just like, whoa, it's so big, I can't even like contain it. Um, I even got to the point where I wonder if like our fingerprints when we're looking at them are a wave map of energy in the solar system. Because when we take our very first breath, you know, we're, we're consuming the atmosphere that's around us. And our technology is not intelligent enough yet to pick up what parts are from which planets that are brought here from the light that travels from the sun. And each of us have that map. Nobody has the same fingerprint. Well, nobody has the same chart either when it comes to a natal chart. So right. it's just so interesting to yeah. think like, how crazy. I know. <laughs> It's, it's pretty rad. So <laughs> yes. how does expanding your mind like that help you with your emotional kind of like breaking the patterns of that emotional body, like the trauma body? It's awareness. Conscious awareness is the one thing that we have that taps us into source energy where we're guided rather than choosing on our own because we have the choice. We can either tap into source energy and let it flow with us. And, and what I mean by that, when I say guided, we have forever been thinking, oh, an angel comes and tells me this, and so I must do this. Or, oh, I heard God say this, so I must do this. But what we're actually doing is we're tapping into infinite knowledge. And what infinite knowledge is, is understanding of what energy is where and what's flowing. So when you go into a room, you can feel where the energy is, but you either in one perspective where it all just is bouncing off of you and you're just like being thrown around the room with it, or... You can walk in tapped into source and you can visually see where the energy is the same way that Tank reads the Matrix on the movie, The Matrix. You know, he can see what's happening, having that perspective of knowing, oh, this is happening here. This is happening here. You can see and visually feel. That's cool, right? You can visually feel things yeah. with your eyes, the energy that's flowing around you through people just by listening and watching what's happening and being tapped in and having that conscious awareness and people might not know the difference between subconscious and consciousness but or unconsciousness even unconsciousness <laughs> is when your body is just doing things and you're just going with it yeah you have no choice you think you're yeah. just a reactor. You just think things are happening around you and you're just going with it. You haven't taken any inventory of your thoughts. Or Pretty your much feelings. like the real housewives of whatever is like a perfect example <laughs> of unconscious. The bachelor, the bachelorette. People. Yes. 
anything anything that is like reality tv the reality is that they're all dissociating they're all yelling and screaming so because true. they're throwing tantrums because they are reacting to what they hear and think yeah. and see but they don't actually know what's happening it's constantly yeah. like it's and that's our why lives trauma. Right now. social media is yeah, that's why they're trauma because they don't know what's happening so then they react out of their ego like i have no idea what's happening so now i have to do this and they're like the ego has got all this the ideas and scheming and it's like when you think of real consciousness and connected to me i envision buddhist monks and they're the last people yeah. to engage in any type of drama <laughs> they're just like yeah okay whatever it was like the one story or parable about someone saying oh your your son got you know was hurt fell off a horse like how horrible i can't remember exactly the story but essentially it was like something bad happened to the son and the father, you know, the wise father reacted, is it? Is it horrible? And then, you know, oh, your son got a medal of honor. Da, da, da. That's so wonderful. And he still responded, is it? Is it wonderful? It's like, what really is real? Yeah. And, and it's just like perspective, you know, like if it's wonderful to one person, maybe it's not to another. Yeah. Or if it's awful to another person, maybe it's not awful to another. And so the perspective of unconsciousness is it's earth drama is such a great way to describe unconsciousness because yeah. unconsciousness thinks you know negative thoughts but consciousness knows there's no such thing as negative thoughts there's only action and reaction oh. and things react when they are unconscious of the conscious awareness but what's really magical law, right the action yeah. and reaction is scientific I love I love the 12 laws of the universe. If anybody has time to look into them, they've really kind of changed my perspective of what this world is. Yeah. But the best law is the the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. And it's the idea that any energy can be shifted. It, nothing is permanent. Everything is inevitably changing forever. Yeah. But what people don't recognize is the idea and the thought of being stuck recreates being stuck so you're not stuck you're not you're not being stuck in this position you're sticking yourself constantly over and over and over into this situation and it can't change by the law of attraction until you have transmutated your mindset about it and that's yeah. the hardest thing about reality is changing our mind we i was discussing this with some people about astrology and and having such a fixed personality i have an extremely fixed chart I am a Leo with a Taurus moon with a ninth house, Pluto Scorpio uh, and Aquarius ascending. So I am an extremely fixed chart, Yeah. but I have Mercury and Mars and Virgo, which is a mutable sign. So right. for me, the adult child life makes sense. I'm very fixed with all the opinions and the thoughts of growing up in a, in a dysfunctional home with a very mutable communication style so my moon in taurus in the and third pro and processing style mercury is also about how you learn and process so you're able to be right, mutable so about like removing yourself from being the victim to break patterns absolutely yeah. but it's a very difficult process with so much fixed crap like come on but i chose to be here i wouldn't be here if i didn't know i could do it so yeah. it's it's just wild like changing your thoughts of like what is required of you because that's the traditional cardinal capricorn and cancer that we're changing in the world is we're changing the idea of what family means we're changing the idea of what business means we're changing the ideas of 
what is possible. There are 7 billion people, plus 7 billion people on the planet now. There's no one way to do anything. And everybody's waking up to this reality. So yeah. my inner child needed to hear that it's not my dad's way or the highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I was validated every time I believed that there were more opportunities and more more ways to do things. And mm-hmm. it's funny, as a Leo, I saw my dad through my Aquarius eyes, how, how selfish he was in ways where he didn't allow room for people to be themselves. And mm-hmm. um, my, my North Node is also an Aquarius, so I'm very deeply like passionate about teaching people that all ways are possible and that everybody deserves a, a route to figure it out, even if it means their route is painful, even if it means their route is difficult and hard, that's the route they chose to be here. And, and it's okay for them to be hard-headed. It's okay for them to be stubborn. The the harder the road, the greater the lesson. And the greater the lesson, the greater the blessing. You know, like, it's just, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's a choice. Like, we get to choose how we want to live life. And yeah. and what ACA is teaching me, and this is, this is triggering for lots of people, especially in the Midwest to the East Coast. Like, I travel through there. I went to Florida and back to Colorado. And then I went all the way out to Massachusetts and back to Colorado. And I have quite a couple journeys. And what I've learned is that the conscious awareness is awakening where technology is available. And it's not quite waking up as fast in places where technology is not so available. And it has a lot to do with tradition and it has a lot to do with people needing control. And what ACA has taught me and and what any recovery group will teach you is that collective consciousness means that we don't need to control one another. We need to accept one another and accept each other for who they are and not who we project them to be. And it showed me that it wouldn't be so scary if we had gotten rid of the elements of control that we have now over the people. There's 7 billion people on the planet. That doesn't mean that it's so scary we need people to control us. It means that it's so big that we have such amazing opportunity if we would treat each other like equals. Yeah. And I see that in our future and and something to practice for a mantra that I've been practicing. This is where my EFT turned into this mantra and it is (laughs) I am, you are, we are. And that to me is the Trinity. That is what it was meant to represent is I am all that is. You are in your physical expression of physical being and we are a collective consciousness. And that's pretty magical. That's how we tap in. And that's why we keep meeting amazing people in our reality as we go on this road to waking up. It's why we can collaborate for hours on end with people just amazing people that are coming to the surface and no longer afraid to hide or afraid and in, in, in fear and hiding. It's getting really cool out here. I've, I've been meeting some pretty awesome people and great. Right. And you're it. all, it's... yeah. And you're all out on your own. So you really, your frequency is very open to be attracting who needs to come into your life and your healing journey. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's back and forth too, you know, like when you're, when you're coming out of the darkness, like sometimes you're going to go back and hide for a little while and it's okay. Yeah. I wanted to know also earlier talking about stuck, the stuckness concept. And I just wanted to relate and reiterate that it's okay if you're afraid, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the process of being unstuck, but it is like quicksand. The more you wiggle, the more you panic, 
the more you get pulled under. You have to calm Absolutely. down and like find something mm-hmm. to inflate you and then kind of like, you know, lie flat and like get your legs up. So, but you can't do that unless you trust, unless you really trust that people are out there that love you. People are out there that are amazing, that want to support you. You're experiencing that on your own out there. And you just have to trust. You're listening to this because you're seeking a way out maybe of your narcissist relationship or whatever that you can get unstuck. And it's you may be in that mindset now, but you will wake up one day. Maybe this conversation will help you wake up and empower you, right? Maybe another one. Maybe an actual, you know, experience will wake you up to your karmic journey. But yes, fear does. Trust is a a trigger word too. I love that you use that word. When you used it, the picture that came into my mind is the umbilical cord Mm -hmm. and how, again, our universe is reflected, right? So the earth itself has a chakra system, the same as we have a chakra system. So a part of our healing, just like the umbilical cord is our, our safety with our mother in the womb, Mm-hmm. We have that connection on the inside of our body through our umbilical cord. There's this, like, if you use essential oils in your umbilical cord, it's so soothing to your body. It's really crazy. Oh. But your chakra system, if you were to place a hand at, at either your belly button or at your root, you know, your root chakra. So our heart chakra is where we receive and we give love. And it is extended through our arms to our hands. So what oh. we touch is so intentional but also it's very important that we recognize when we're touching things with our hands so whatever your non-dominant hand is is your receiving hand so when you receive and put your hand in the air with your receiving hand and mentally imagine you know receiving energy from source from love from light from from whatever you could also do it outside with a tree because a tree is a part of the earth's heart chakra because it's green i always am drawn to touching trees that must be why. Yeah, any kind of plant life, if you touch it with your receiving hand and then you place your giving hand into mm. yourself. So you can put it back into your heart chakra, you can put it into your third eye, you can put it into your base, like wherever you feel harm in your body or you feel like you're lacking energy or you're lacking something, that tree will help provide you the love that you seek through your body and it, and it is healing to you. So the umbilical cord, you know, we were given tools, rocks, teas like anything that you can consume through you and the connection i know we were saying like there there are other people out there don't make people your perspective of where you get the energy the people are coming through your attraction through your trust in yourself to attract the right people so remember that that trust trust is such a trigger word when you're going through this right now because we don't trust people we don't trust what's going on we don't trust people's intentions we've been hurt we've been we've been harmed we've been raised in this abuse and the trust is hard but trust is about not the people it's not about the body you trust you can put your whole trust in somebody that isn't in the light but because you trust in here and you know you're supposed to put your trust in that person they can't harm you that's the idea where god said nothing can come against a man who walks in righteousness that's really what it means is nothing can harm you if you're swarming in love and light if you're swarming in peace and calm and and in spirit you can sit with the people that jesus sat with and they can't hurt you because of how much love you are and 
it's really magical. So the trust comes from within you first. So remember that you're trusting in something you can't explain. You don't know how to explain it to others. You can't explain how things work out for you when this happens. But when you start putting your trust in an energy, the force that is keeping you alive, you trust in your heartbeat, you trust in your lungs to show up for you every day, to work your body, you trust that you're going to feel good today. You trust that things are going to flow. And that's the hardest thing to come across. But once you get there, yeah. you're going to start witnessing the miracles yeah. and these amazing people that come into your life. I'm so grateful for Raven. I can't even express my gratitude of being able to have another soul that can relate so deeply what I've been through. Because yeah. you talk about it with other people who aren't in vibrational frequency when you're scared and when you're not trusting and you're not feeling good. And those people harm you you when your story because they're like oh man I didn't I had it way worse than you and they they shame you or they guilt trip you for what you've been through and they try to make what you've gone through not as big of a deal and so when you really start coming to this place in this trust inside yourself it is magical when you're connecting with the right people for you when you start connecting with the right tools with the right leadership with the right mentorship with the right programs they all start to flow right into your reality and you don't even have to try to do anything my ECA meeting they meet in rhode island on zoom and i found them randomly wow for a page search I think I probably looked through several pages before I found theirs mm -hmm. and something about it called me to it. I couldn't describe it. It was perfect timing. It was during Addie's nap. Like, and this group is such an intimate group. It's such a magical place to be. And I just, I'm amazed at like how things work for us. Like sure. you have to trust in you. You have to trust that you did what's right. You have to trust that you're, Yes, you're hurting. Yes, you're in the dark space, but yes, you are in the exact space you're supposed to be in. Yeah, and, and you have so to trust cool. your gut, like you said, that your yourself inside. Yeah, trusting mm -hmm. your gut to know. Like, and I only say mm -hmm. that there are other people that love you, mainly particularly because that was my biggest fear was, and that mm -hmm. was the lie that I was fed. Well, I'm the yeah. only one that will ever love you because Ugh. you're this, this, and this, or whatever. I just would be like, yeah, I believe you, 100% savior, like. I was so stuck in fear, but that comes yeah. from that place, I think you said, of that having the authority, like you get stuck possibly in relationships romantically that feel comfortable for you. And that comfort typically is toxic, mm -hmm. authoritarian type of figures. Absolutely. That was, I mean, that's exactly how my home was too. My mom is codependent. My dad's a narcissistic very authoritarian mm -hmm. energy and like as soon as I was 18 I said I can't wait to get out of this effing place and my dad told me you're gonna come right back I did I came back five times and every time I got excited about something the first thing I would do is go to my mom I could not wait to tell my mom about everything yeah. and did I get the support and the love that I needed no they always told me how it would fail they always told me it wasn't gonna work out because if it had worked out I wasn't going to them for support anymore. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to be their yeah, codependent. They, they were afraid of their your success and your power. You and that's had. that enmeshment, you know, that enmeshed family. Yeah. They, yeah. they ostracize you for your big ideas and for the things that you want. Take inventory of why you do the things you do, of why you believe what you believe about yourself and what you're capable of doing. And the truth is, 
Every day is brand new. You have never lived today in your shoes. Today is a brand new day. It's never happened before anything is possible. And nobody else can tell you how this day can go for you, but you, because they're trying to live in their own shoes. And if they try to tell you about what's gonna happen for you, then you have to you have to just force field that stuff and say the force is not with that right now force in this reality. <laughs> I love how you said force field because I have a meditation up on my channel that is the empath protection aura and you just go through this like eight minute meditation, you put up your force field and you're ready for yeah, that. <laughs> I love it. And that's what we should be doing every day. That's the work. That's the work that many of us are avoiding because it's hard. It's hard to yeah. sit and meditate. It's hard to stay in your energy when you've given up your power to people your whole life. And that's that's the battle. That the, the the movie Edge of Tomorrow, if anyone watches it, that's the battle that everybody is showing up to every day is trying to have their own control, their own mind and their own feelings and their own reactions and how they act for the day. That's the battle. And and a big part of it is social media, the news, social expectations family expectations those are the things that we're battling and it's not easy most people i think i learned this in the book how to do the work most people are living 95 percent of their reality in their subconscious unconscious mindset meaning they've trained themselves for their days they've trained themselves for conversation how many people do you know talk about the same thing every single day <laughs> a lot <laughs> They talk about the same things yes. all the time because that's what their mind is consumed by. And they don't by. realize that they told you. Like, I'm I'm pretty smart. Like, when someone says to me, like, at first I kind of act like they didn't tell me that before. And then I'm like, screw that. Now I'm just going to be like, yeah, you told me that already. You remember? Like, And then when you off. hang out with them around other people, they're telling the same story same over story. and over, even in front of you to other people. And this is the reality of the society we've grown up in. We think that it's important that we get 10 people in on this thing that we're struggling with right now. But what we don't recognize, again, is that we are creating a, a manipulated energy. We're manipulating energy, right? So when we get yeah. 10 people in on this thing that's happening to us, oh my God, I don't trust my boyfriend. He was texting that girl and I saw her at the club and earth drama, right? Yeah, so when we're drama. in on that and we bring 10 other people's energy into it, we have added our perception of the situation to 10 people and they are recreating it in their energy it's with multiplied us. tenfold now. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's tenfold and yeah. it's going to happen that way because we have manifested into our reality because we felt the need to talk about it. And I think that's, what's great about having an ACA meeting because you have a safe place to share those things and you have somewhere where it's okay to be upset, but you're also doing a book study that's teaching you about why you're going through the things that you're going through and why, why you see this unhealthy behavior as an unhealthy behavior and how to change it or shift it. And you're learning with tools how to shift your relationship or how to leave that relationship in the first place. And you cut out all the drama and you cut out all the extra access manifested crap that we manifest. God, looking back at my, my marriage when I was married, like I could take back so much <laughs> that didn't have to happen by recognizing what parts of me were super unhealthy and super toxic. When you're in that moment of like looking back regret, doesn't it feel like you wasted your time? in the drama like when you think about the drama part yes but also like I know why I had to go through all of it you yeah, know what I mean like I, I appreciate and value all of it and I appreciate and value my yeah. ex-husband and I know yeah. part of the process of like healing through the 12 steps is you know 
admitting your wrongs to those people. And maybe someday that day will come for me. We've never been in contact since we've been divorced. But for yourself. Sometimes you won't yeah, come absolutely. into contact, right? Like I'm not right. going to ever be and like. I'm grateful I am where I am now because I know that his his relationship with me is what I compare every relationship to. It's why I'm still single. I've been single since 2016 and I got divorced in 2015. So yeah, just yeah. you. I recognize now that if I knew then what I know now, I would have never gotten married because I recognized the codependency between the two of us that yeah. we were given by our parents. So, right. You both were um, comfortable in it from your parents. Yeah. Absolutely. And we started that way. We absolutely started that way through a sexual chemistry that became yeah. very sexually codependent on one yeah. another yeah. at a very young age. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm grateful we didn't have kids together. I'm, I'm grateful. You know, I'm so grateful. I'm just grateful for all the things that have happened the way that they've happened. And yeah, but I'm also grateful that I know that if I had the chance to redo it, I wouldn't have done it at all. You know, like that's kind of yeah. cool too. And, and it's nice to think that a past self of mine could have lived life differently. One of my greatest struggles in life is being a parent, <laughs> honestly, because being an adult child and a parent is incredibly difficult we have to learn how to reparent ourselves while we're also learning how to parent our children and it it requires so much grace and patience and acceptance that it's okay that we fail and so, it's okay that we fall so many that, parents are actually adult children parents like you identify yourself like you are growing up as yourself at the same time you're parenting a lot of people like our parents their parents before they never grew up emotionally. They just stayed no. an adult child. And this is why the cycles perpetuate. I know that my narcissistic father is an adult child. A yeah. thousand percent. He ran away from home at 13 years old. Like there is no way that anyone can convince me that my dad is not an adult child. Right. And He's emotionally like, I at try, that level still. Yeah. yeah, I try so hard to imagine what it will be like to have relationships with my parents in the future and I'm glad that I don't know what that looks like right now because from my perspective it's kind of scary <laughs> it'll probably because be very I'm, cold I'm still an adult child distant. yeah yeah it's just and different once you're it's zen, weird... and once you're grown up you're, you'll be like whatever like here we'll be here yeah. for five minutes hi thank you yeah. bye <laughs> you know and I'm grateful that I'm waiting for my daughter to be a little bit older you know like I think I think for me, I think it's safe to say that I won't be in touch with them until after she's seven, because right now she's developing the most important things in her sensory, and I am enough trauma for her. She doesn't need any more trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm grateful, too, like that. You know, um, Nicola Perra, the, the holistic psychologist, she talks about how we can't not give our children trauma. Trauma is a natural part of life. and. Right. It's something that we have to accept, but the hard part for adult children is taking responsibility for the trauma that our children face. Um, The trauma has been passed down for seven generations before us. We are not responsible for the trauma that we are working so hard to overcome. Um, And our children, they're going to experience trauma and it's going to be really difficult. And as long as we commit to them and commit to loving them unconditionally, commit to showing up and saying, I'm really sorry that I hurt you, but I love you so much and I'm doing my best to figure this out. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of the days, good or bad. It doesn't make a difference. I'm here for you. Um, and I think that's something that I'm proud of myself in, that I know that I'm I'm doing this so my daughter can choose who she wants to be because I didn't get that choice when I was a kid. So it's Beautiful. Fun. I love that. 
you're empowering yeah. her. Absolutely. And when she's older, seven, even if you wait till she's eight, she will recognize really, truly for who they are because you'll be a hell of a lot more healed. You'll be a lot more healthy, clear, clarity, healthy. Mm-hmm. She will be too. And you'll walk away from different circumstances if you ever, you know, have Absolutely. something with them. You'll be like, did that just happen? Like, yeah. <laughs> good thing there's, yeah. you know, this is why we do this and this is why we say this and this is why we put boundaries up and constant uh, learning lessons when you're interacting. Today was hard. You know, I I had to tell her today that, and and maybe this might not have been the best thing, but this is what my inner being told me to do was that I needed to tell her, you know, mommy had to leave Nana and Pops because mommy is the way she is because of living with Nana and Pop, you know, and, and just expressing to her that I don't feel like that's a safe place for her. And she feels like that's the safest place she could be right now because all she remembers is the good times because that's all she had with them was happy, fun times. And explaining to her that it wouldn't be better is hard, but I felt that it was my thing that I needed to do. Like, you know, like, and that's not easy to tell your children when they love someone so deeply. And I I don't want her to feel any less love for them. I just want her to understand that it's not a safe place right now for her or for me. And we haven't had those kinds of conversations in a long time. She's only four, you know, and I've never had that kind of tone with her and that perspective with her that it's not safe. I've always just been, you know, well, mom doesn't feel like this is the time for us to be there right now. You know, it's been very general for the most part, but today was the first time and she cried about it. You know, she hasn't really cried a lot about it. We don't talk about them very often. So I'm grateful that she had the opportunity to release the pain that she's holding on to through it. So, um, yeah. That's really good. I think that's really healthy what you just did because you were vulnerable. You shared the honest, you know, truth. So she's not like brainwashed or sugarcoated into thinking that they're perfectly fine and you're hiding everything under the rug. You're presenting the reality with vulnerability and holding space for her to be sad about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the hardest things that I had when I was there with her was that I felt that they were wearing masks with her. And it was absolutely disgusting to watch for me because I'm very real and authentic, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with having a bad day. And it was like the enmeshed family wants you to always be your bad. Always don't show up with that crap here, you know. If somebody feels off, everyone takes responsibility for how the other feels. But a, a good healthy family for anyone who's watching no one knows allows a space for all feelings just like a good healthy society and culture allows a space for all people no yeah. matter their gender their race their age or how they feel about themselves it doesn't matter we should all hold safe space for everyone everyone deserves that and that's the reality of where we are changing right now this is this is the change that's happening in the world and it's really crazy but awesome yes it's magical (laughs) we're we're entering into the age of aquarius yes it is and our our children and their children they're just going to be so much more evolved the more we continue to be conscious and work on this yeah emotional intelligence is i think what's going to be evolving from now on it is it's spreading like wildfire because of mitosis it is literally recreating itself over and over conversations are having i'm having so much more fun with strangers at the park 
than I've ever had in my life. You know, like it just, yeah. it's so much fun to have really deep conversations with people these days that are reflective of how we're growing as a society. It's really amazing. It's cool to watch. So if anyone's scared about what's going on in a, in a fight that is not ours, don't worry so much because there are a lot more of us than there are of them. That's what Star Wars taught me. <laughs> I love Star Wars. So deep. I love so it deep. too. But it's so true. It's so true. I have hope and faith that light will overcome. Yes, it's it's tragic what's happening with everyone being displaced. Um, but there's Poland is being so amazing. Everyone is being so supportive. And I know even for ourselves, you can do something. You can donate to the Red Cross. You can donate to different organizations in there if you feel the need to, to pitch in and help out because doing that sends the energy that that's not okay. We're sending that positivity, love and light to fight with our funds to help those people. Yeah, the battle is in your mind and in your heart. Don't let the dark make you be afraid. Stand up with the rest of us. Start doing something. We're, we're all in our own way, whatever that way is for you, however you feel called, if it means that you hold a moment of silence where you send your energy, believe me, this is still magical and extremely powerful. This is why prayer is such a huge thing to do with multiple people. It's the, it's the intention behind sending love and healing and, and something that is unexplainably miraculous, <laughs> but it works. So no matter what it is for you, whatever you feel called to do, listen to your inner guide. You came to do the things you were meant to do. And that's the magic behind all of it is that you, you get to be who you are in your own light. And I, I think it's hard to talk about opinions with things like this, but it, it's not about how we think things should be done. It's about just doing them. Just do what feels best. Just yeah. Don't don't try, just do, right? Like the right. again, Star Wars. It's great. It's so much fun. Well, it's been so fun chatting with you. I'm sure you have to get Absolutely. back to, to momming, my love, and whatever else you need to do. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. Thanks Thank for you for me. being here. Yes. Yeah. So good I to see it. you. Love and light to you. Um, oh, oh, I wanted to say really quick also, I started a new TikTok page. Uh, yes. Well, not. It's not a new TikTok page, it's still my TikTok page, but I'm starting a new route with it. I'm just sharing ACA stuff. So for anyone that is too scared to go to a meeting or doesn't know what it's about, I'm just going to start using pieces of the book and reading from the book, oh, like cool. the laundry list. I've already posted one. It's called the laundry list. And then the second one is the problem developed from the laundry list. But it's just something that if it resonates, like you might be an adult child if and that's just at um, amber underscore legato underscore so it'll be on okay. tiktok and then i also started a new page on instagram for it just to just to help guide people as a fellow traveler for anyone who just doesn't know that they're an adult child and needs help <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> help you wake cool. up a little bit i love it yeah what's cool. the new Thank page on instagram called um it's fellow and i think there's an underscore between the l's Traveler. Okay. So F E L underscore L O W Traveler. Got it. So your Mercury and Virgo has to make sure that's correct. Mercury and Mars. <laughs> oh, nice. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I love it. You're awesome. Just fine. Well, thank you so much for letting me share that. I appreciate you. Thank yes, you. I appreciate you and your wisdom. Oh, Take thanks. care. <laughs> Talk you to too. you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this conversation as much as I did with so much powerful, packed preaching and wisdom and concepts, please take a screenshot of it and share it to your socials and tag at Raven Scott Show and at Amber underscore Legato and let us know what you think. If you haven't yet, please rate and review this podcast so more of this beautiful message and love and light can be spread out into the world. If you haven't grabbed my book, Empath and the Narcissist, a healing guide for people pleasers, it's available on Amazon. And download your free narc abuse healing guide, the companion to the book in the show notes below. And remember, always keep your unique light shining.